Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Our site has other great features like a message board, free OTR downloads, games, and much more. Check us out at www.comicweb.com. And now, kids, it's time for our Comic Web Radio Secret Society code 2212822172218. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, and a certificate of membership. The code again is 2212822172218. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Man of Steel. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman, defender of the weak and champion of the oppressed. Superman, who came to Earth from the planet Krypton, resolved to dedicate his life to the cause of truth and justice. And mingled with ordinary men as Clark Kent, meek reporter for the Daily Planet. At the moment... Superman is fighting a petty racket. Gip Dinelli has been extorting money from the small shopkeepers along Spruce Street, one of whom is Mrs. Olson, the mother of Jimmy Olson, a copy boy at the Daily Planet. Clark Kent, as Superman, forced Dinelli to return the money he had taken from Mrs. Olson. Seeking revenge, Dinelli ordered his henchman Spike to waylay Jimmy and his mother on the street. But Superman again intervened. Angered, Dinelli telephoned, and posing as Clark Kent, arranged for Jimmy and Lois Lane, who was at the Olsen home, to meet him on a street corner. As our story opens, it is the same night. Kent, unaware of Dinelli's latest move, is talking to Perry White, city editor of the Daily Planet in White's office. Mrs. Olsen was so upset after Dinelli's men attacked her and Jimmy that I asked Lois Lane to spend a few hours there. Can you imagine men attacking a woman and a boy, Mr. White? Dinelli and his kind aren't men, Kent. They're rats. I know. And there's only one way to handle rats. Drive them out in the open and shoot them down. Unfortunately, we we can't do that. With bullets? No. But with words, yes. Now, you get all the facts, Kent. All right. Write this story as you've never written one before. I'll give it all the front page space it'll take. I know you'd feel that way about it, Mr. White. And why shouldn't I? The trouble with this country is that we're too lenient with Dinelli and people like him. They belong in a country where they have a dictator and concentration camps. Uh, it makes my blood boil when I think of the millions of decent men and women who would give anything to live here in America, but instead, they have to suffer while Dinelli robs poor shopkeepers. Hey, I'll put that in the story, Mr. White. Well, you make every word sizzle, Ken. Yes, sir. Stop at nothing, but be sure of your facts. Well, Jimmy knows everything that's happened. I'll get them from him. Mr. Kent, Mr. Kent. Well, who's that? Sounds like Jimmy. Mr. Kent. What? Jimmy, what's the matter? Miss Lane, I, I ran all the way. Well, well, what, what happened? A man called up, said he was you, Mr. Kent. What? It didn't sound like you, but I believed him. What did he say? He said to meet him at the corner of Spruce and 2nd Street and to bring Miss Lane. Yes, and did you? Yes. Miss Lane didn't want to do it, but I talked her into it. When we got down to the corner, two men jumped down on us. Go on, Jimmy, go on. I got loose. And Miss Lane yelled at me to run, but I didn't know what I was doing. And what happened to Lois? They, they pushed her in the car and drove away, and I looked around for a cop, but there wasn't any. So I came here. Dinelli. 
It couldn't be anyone else. He's got Lois. Kent, where are you going? Got to look into something, Mr. White. You keep Jimmy here and send someone over to stay with Mrs. Olsen. I'll be back soon. Oh, I'm responsible for all this. I've got to do something about it fast. If Lois is at Danelli's place, I shouldn't have much trouble. Uh, no time to take the elevator down. The window will do. Up with it. And out! Like an arrow shot from a bow, Superman streaks across the darkened city in the direction of Danelli's headquarters. His only thought to rescue Lois Lane from the racketeer's clutches. His only hope that he reach there before any harm comes to her. Faster. Faster until he swoops down like a great bird and lands in the concrete driveway alongside a three-story house. There. Don't think anyone saw me. Those clouds were conveniently low. Now, let's see... Nellie's office was on the third floor. Well, I'll climb up and sneak through a window. Quietly. Not so easy clinging to the sill. Now, up with the window. Gently. And into the room. Hmm. Looks dark and deserted. I hope I'm not too late. Wait. I hear something. A man talking in the next room. Okay, boss. I'll be there in an hour. Yeah, sure. I'll bring the dough with me. Goodbye. You'll be where in an hour? Hey, where'd you come from? Never mind that. Where are you going? To Danelli? Get away. Get away, or I... You won't do anything. Now talk, or I'll break your part. Let me go. Let me go. I can't do nothing. Where's Danelli? You were just talking to him on the phone. Where is he? I don't know. I swear I don't know. I'll refresh your memory. Let's see whether you bounce like your boss did up against the wall. No more. No more. Will you talk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk. All right. Get up on your feet. Stop. Don't do that. Come back here. Oh, a fool. Dove out the window to the concrete driveway three stories below. This is the last racket he'll ever be mixed up in. Crowds gathering. I'd better go. Can't afford to be seen here. Out the back and away! Suddenly, Mr. White. Well, where on earth have you been? Well, I had an idea, but it didn't work. Well, close the door and sit down. Now, uh, this is the time for action, Kent. Fast action. Yes, but what can we do? Why can we turn, Mr. White? Lois isn't at Danelli's hangout. Well, how do you know? Well, I... I don't know, really. I, I just have a hunch. Well, Kent, we can't work on hunches. This is much too serious. We'll have to notify the police. No, I... I wouldn't do that if I were you, Mr. White. Why not? Well, I'm just afraid of what might happen to Lois. Jimmy here can tell how Danelli threatened his mother. They said if she called the cops, they'd, they'd beat her up. Well, maybe you're right. Well, one thing we can do is to make use of the Daily Planet. Now, I've got a story all set for the first edition tomorrow. Had a rewrite man get the facts from Jimmy here and knock it out. Oh, good. Yeah, listen to this banner ahead. Planet reporter missing. Racketeer believed responsible for... City desk. White speaking. Is Clark Kent there? Who? Clark Kent. Now, uh, hold on. It's for you, Kent. Thanks, Mr. White. Hello. Is this Clark Kent of the Daily Planet? Yes, I'm Clark Kent. Mr. Kent? Yes? If one word about my business is printed in your paper, Miss Lois Lane may run into trouble. Who is this talking? Danelli is the name, Kent. Mr. White, have this call traced. It's Danelli. I'll keep him on. We, uh, we hadn't intended printing anything about you, Danelli. 
If you'll send Miss Lane back, why, I'm, I'm sure... I'm and ready, Kent, and not before. You've been crossing me up too much. This time, I'm taking no chances. I'll wait and see what your paper says before I make a move. So long, Tucker. Was that really Danelli, Mr. Kent? I got it, Kent. I've got it. Good. On the other phone. Yes? He was calling from a drugstore booth in Little Falls. That's a town about 50 miles from here. I'll leave at once, Mr. White. Now, hold on. I'm going with you. What? Yes, we can take my car. This time, I'm going to be in on the kill. Mr. White, Well, I want to crack at Danelli, personally. Mr. White, I I can get there much faster alone. Huh? Well, what do you mean? Well, I... That is... Nothing doing, nothing doing. I'm coming along. Can I go, Mr. White? You... Of course not. Oh, please, Mr. White, I won't be in the way. Jimmy wants to learn how to be a reporter, and after all, it is his story. Are you mad, Kent? Taking a kid up to a place... I'm not a kid, Mr. White. I'm 14. Oh, well, all right. But you're responsible for him, Kent. I'll watch him. Gee, thanks a million, Mr. Kent. All right, now, before we leave, I want to okay this story. Now, Mr. White, you can't print that story. What? I didn't tell you, but Danelli said if we printed one word about him, Lois would suffer. Uh, uh, Kent, you're right. You're right. He's got us blocked. Uh, but not for long. Come on. I'm itching to get my hands around Dinelli's throat. And when I do, it'll be just too fast. But even as Clark Kent, Editor White, and Jimmy Olsen speed northward through the night, two men converse in the front room of a cabin located on the edge of a dense pine forest, two miles above the town of Little Falls. One of them is Jip Dinelli. The other, his henchman, Spike. Listen. Yeah, it's pretty near midnight. Let's keep him, Tony. Said he'd be here in an hour. Well, maybe he had a flat chip. You can't tell. Oh, what did that reporter Kent have to say when you call him up? Hey, what could he say? Don't you worry. That paper won't print nothing about me. Not while we got the lame girl. Well, what you gonna do with her, Chip? Well, that all depends. Say, I ain't heard her yawling lately. She all right? Yeah, tied up in the back room. Yeah, I guess she got tired. Where's that briefcase with the records of collections we made from the storekeepers? I tossed it in the back room. Uh, Think it's safe with her in there? Sure. She'd have to be a Houdini to get loose. I wish Tony would get here with that dough. I was a fool to leave it in the house. With some dough, I can start paying off of you guys and quiet this thing up. He'll be here, Jip, unless he's dead. What do you mean? Well, gee, for gosh, I was only kidding, Chip. Can't you take a joke? There's no time for joking. See what the girl's doing. Ah, she's all right. Chip! Chip, she's gone. Out the window. What? The briefcase is gone, too. Briefcase gone? Yeah, she took it with her. Wait, here's a flashlight. Look, you can see her tracks on the butt. She went into the woods. Oh, after her, quick. Look out, you fool. The kerosene's stole. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, of course you didn't, you clumsy ape. I'll look at it. Kerosene burning all over the floor. Now you can't put it out. The woods can't hit. Get back. Come on outside. It'll pop like a torch in a minute. Gee, it sure is burning. What about the girl in the woods, Chip? Ah, forget about her. We got to think about ourselves. We'll go back to town and pick up that dough. I can't wait any longer for Tony. It's risky hanging around here. Some of them farmers will come running when they see this fire. Well, how about them papers, Chip? The ones in the briefcase. The wind's blowing the fire over to the woods. I don't think there'll be very much left of them papers. Fire. Consuming the cabin and creeping slowly toward the edge of the dry pine woods. Fanned into tongues of flame by the high wind. And what of Lois? 
alone in the darkness of the forest. Don't fail to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story of Superman. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.